right, if you would, grab your Bibles, Numbers chapter 21, Numbers chapter 21. And uh, trying to get my brain to switch over from Christmas. My last four messages have been on Christmas, all right? So uh, this one is not on Christmas. <laughs> so Numbers chapter 21, verse number 4. We're just going to grab one verse here. Uh, the children of Israel, of course, are they're stuck now. They're traveling around, right? They're going to wander. And he says in verse number 4, and they journeyed from Mount Hor by, way, by the way of the Red Sea to come past the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Uh, tonight I'm going to talk about discouragement. And oftentimes we get discouraged. Uh, we, get, we get thrown off. We get feeling down. We get feeling whatever you want to call it. Ultimately, uh, to be discouraged is to be deprived of courage or confidence. Uh, no confidence, no, you know, you're feeling cast down, uh, right? The psalmist says, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within all those places, right? We get discouraged. And uh, the Bible wants us to understand, the Lord wants us to understand we don't have to be. Uh, the Lord didn't give us, right, Second Timothy chapter 1, we didn't get the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Discouragement is pulling you away from having the right mindset, right? He tells us in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10 that uh, we're supposed to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And oftentimes we, uh, we get discouraged most times because we're not thinking quite right. And so tonight I'm just going to, I'm going to Three simple things with a whole lot of subpoints. All right, uh, so I'm going to try and go quick. Uh, I know it's a Wednesday night, and I already saw the kids over there having snack time. I'm like, you guys are ahead of schedule next door, and I'm preaching either way. So uh, we're, we're I got time, um, and so they'll have fun. They'll just keep playing games and stuff. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and and look at a little bit about discouragement tonight and how to, how to not stay there, all right? So let's have a word of prayer. We'll get into it. Father, I thank you for the day, and I thank you. Once again, you are an amazing God. Lord, I just got done preaching next door about Jesus, the Son of God that came into the world, and how amazing you are. And Lord, you are great to us, and great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. And so tonight, I pray you'd help me, Lord, to say with clarity of thought and mind what you want me to say, and Lord, that it would be a great blessing to those that hear. Father, we pray uh, you'd come back soon to take us home. We'd love to hear a trumpet sound even tonight. But Father, if not, I pray you just give us the courage we need to stand in an evil day. Lord, we pray once again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here he is. Uh, and I got thinking about, you know, what causes discouragement? And I don't want to uh, run to all these references, but I'll give you some thoughts. I'll give you some verses you could go to. Uh, if, if you'd like later, you can write them down, and we'll, we just won't turn to all of them tonight. Uh, but uh, i got thinking about what causes us to get discouraged. And I'm going to be honest, probably the number one thing that causes discouragement is me. Uh, I'm the thing that causes me discouragement. Uh, you know, you look around and you just, uh, you know, when you sin, that causes you to be discouraged. Right? You think of, uh, you think of Simon Peter, right? And he's there, and he's there at the fire. And he's there and he's warming himself with the fire that the soldiers had gotten together. And he denies the Lord three times. And the Lord looks over at him, right? The cock crows 
and there he is, and he goes out and he weeps bitterly. Why? Because he knew he'd failed. <laughs> he knew he failed. Uh, that discourages us. Doesn't our failures discourage us? Uh, sadly, we fail the Lord far too many times, and it causes us to be discouraged. And the Lord, uh, you know, He wants to forgive and He wants to fix it, but oftentimes we get discouraged and we put ourselves in a bad mindset. We remember our failures far, off, far too often and for far too long, honestly. Uh, we keep remembering them and remembering them, and we'll get to the devil here shortly, but he likes to bring them up over and over again too, just so you keep remembering all the times that you haven't done it right. And it puts us in a place of discouragement. Our failures discourage us, right? You get to Joshua, right? And uh, the book of Joshua shows up and they come in and they go and they take Jericho, the, the largest and probably most difficult city they would face is Jericho and the walls are great and the Lord has the walls fall down and they get the victory and everything's amazing. And of course you have the sin of Achan that shows up and what happens? Oh, well, we'll just send a few guys over to Ai and they get whooped. <laughs> And Joshua's falling down before the Lord and he's pleading with God and he's discouraged. He's discouraged there in chapter 7. And the Lord basically says, get up, what are you doing down there? <laughs> Why so, what's wrong with you? Why? Because he's, he's going, man, we failed you. We were supposed to be the Lord's army walking through here and just pounding away at everything. We're supposed to take everything up. And the Lord says, yeah, but you sinned. <laughs> and your sin caused you to fail. And what's the big problem? The problem's me. I'm the problem. I'm feeling like a failure, and I'm feeling sorry for myself, and I'm feeling discouraged. Other people will make you, not just you, but other people around you will make you start to be, uh, just lose all confidence. <laughs> you look around, right? Samuel is a pretty good example. First Samuel chapter 15, right? Saul has already failed, <laughs> and Samuel is discouraged. He's discouraged. And you know what the Lord's statement is? Uh, that he didn't, he's, he's sorry that he, he, made, uh, he made Saul king. That's what he says in 1 Samuel 15, verse 35. He's, he's going, man, I, Saul is king. What did Saul do? He failed. He didn't, do, he didn't obey. Oh, to obey is better than to sacrifice. <laughs> and Saul goes, well, you know, the people and the, everybody wanted, you know, and I wanted to make a great sacrifice and the people got me to, Saul was you, but Samuel's discouraged. You say, why is Samuel discouraged? Because of Saul. Because the people wanted Saul, and God gave him what they wanted, and they ended up with a failure of a king, and now he's looking over him, and he's going, man, Lord, we shouldn't have done it this way. And the Lord's going, I wish we wouldn't have had to do it that way. You know, uh, Elijah gets discouraged, right? 1 Kings chapter 19, after Mount Carmel. Right? He, I mean... He's, he's killing 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the groves. I mean, he's, he's on the top of the world. He's bringing rain down. He's outrunning chariots back to the city. Next chapter, he's scared and he's running away. And he's discouraged and just let me die already. <laughs> I even, I only am left and they seek my life and they're going to take it. and Everything's terrible. What discouraged him? The world did. We look around at the world, the world's discouraging, man. <laughs> look around. It'll make you just go, Lord, I just want to quit. I don't even want to put up with this anymore. I don't want to deal with this again. Here we are. The devil wants to make you quit. He shows up in Job's life, and Job curses the day that he was born. 
That will make you want to quit. He'll remind you of all the things you've done wrong. He'll remind you of all the other things. And then he'll bring troubles and trials and the Lord will let him do it. But he'll, he'll go ahead and he'll try and stir up as much as he possibly can around you so that you feel like you ought to just be discouraged and be done. Isn't that what he does? He looked at Peter and he said, uh, or the Lord looked over at Peter and he said, Hey, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired thee that he may sift thee as wheat. Chop you up. Go ahead and, and sift you out and make it so you're no good. Discouraging. You know what's sad is sometimes the way the Lord deals with some stuff makes you discouraged. What's that supposed to mean? Jonah, wasn't Jonah discouraged in Jonah chapter 4? I do well to be angry. <laughs> I knew you were going to save all those people. He's mad at what? At the way the Lord's doing things. Lord, you're supposed to bring judgment on those people. Lord, you're not, you're not being fair. You should bring judgment on all those people. Yeah, but they repented, Jonah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like how you're doing things. I knew you were going to be merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and plenty of... Well, how about John the Baptist? Then you get there in Matthew chapter 11. Right? He's sitting there in prison. He sends some of his disciples over. Hey, are you, are you the one we're looking for or do we seek another? He's discouraged. He's sitting in a jail cell going, wait a minute, I thought you were supposed to set us at liberty. I thought we were supposed to be running the show at this point. And wasn't I supposed to be your forerunner? Wasn't I supposed to be able to be the great one? Wasn't I supposed to be with you on all this? And the Lord says, you let John know. Better raise the life and the blind see and the Go ahead, just let him know. Hey, what's wrong with John? Nothing's wrong with John. He got a little discouraged because things weren't going the way he thought they should. And the Lord says, don't worry, I got it under control still, John. We get discouraged. We're looking around going, Lord, I know you're doing this. I don't know why you're doing this. We don't like the way he's doing it. Well, Lord, I see these verses. And the Lord says, I see those verses too. Don't worry, John. I got it under control. Sickness will get to you. It got to Hezekiah. Right? Isaiah chapter 38 and verse 3. Sickness is there. He turns his face toward the wall. He starts crying and he tells the Lord to remember some things. He gets some things added to his life, but he's weeping, looking at the wall, going, I failed. Sickness showed up. Here you are in Numbers chapter 21. And you know what they're discouraged with? Just life in general. Next leg of the journey. Well, I don't want to go on that. I am just tired of walking around in this place. Another day. Just another day. We have all sorts of places want to get you discouraged. You get looking around long enough, you know what you'll be? You will be discouraged. Uh, if, you can't, if you can't figure out how to get discouraged, just turn on a television, flip over to the news, you'll be discouraged. Right? Everything in this place, everything wants you to be discouraged. I just got done, I, I got done preaching next door. I got done over there. I was walking back over here. And you know what I was thinking? Lord, I don't think I did that very well. I'm about to preach on discouragement. I'm walking across going, Lord, I just totally messed this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to preach on it. And you know, you know what I'm getting? I'm walking across going, Lord, I don't know if I did my best on that. I feel like I didn't. 
I feel like I preached better yesterday than I did today. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that? That's, that's me. That's discouragement. That's what we face. And we face it over and over again. You know what the real concern is for discouragement? There's plenty of causes for discouragement. You know what the concern is? That we're not going to get back up. That's the concerning part for me. Is that you're going to get discouraged and you're going to get sidelined and then you're not going to get back up. And I don't want that. To get discouraged is natural. We all get discouraged. There's, we all run into a problem and it's like, man, the, the wind just got taken out of the sails. You know, you're just feeling like, man, everything was going good. But, you know, I mean, look over at, uh, uh, we'll, go, we'll go to 2 Samuel chapter 10. Over to 2 Samuel chapter 10. I know I'm not making you turn a lot of places tonight. I got a lot of stuff I wanted to kind of squeeze in here. But 2 Samuel chapter 10. He says in verse number 12, right, they're getting ready. They're getting ready for a good fight right here. And they're laying out the battle. Right, and they got the armies all around them and they're, they're laying out. And he says in verse number 12 here in 2 Samuel 10, be of good courage and let us play the men for, the, for our people and for the cities of our God. And the Lord do that which seemeth him good. He says, hey, be of good courage. You've got to fight to win. All right? You don't, you don't get to have a victory without a fight. So the idea that discouragement's coming, not really a shocker. Uh, we're going to have to fight to win. All right? Some days you just got to fight through some of the discouragements. Act like everything's good some days, all right? Uh, some days it's not all good. And you know what? Maybe you just got to go, well, you know what? It's not all good. But I'm going to act like it's all good. So that sounds terrible. Yeah, but uh, I, heard, I heard Dr. Ruckman say one time he was in a, in a rec- rescue mission and he was coming in and the superintendent of the rescue mission said uh, about all these, all these drunks and everybody else they had in front of him, you know, he looks at him and he says, yeah, he says to Dr. Ruckman, you know, all these men have one thing in common. They've never won a battle in their lives. They're down. They're discouraged. They're sitting at the bottom. They've just never won anything. We're not supposed to be there. That's not where we are. But when you're not willing to fight, you're never going to win a battle. If you're not willing to push forward, you're never going to win a battle. And let's be honest, Joshua chapter 7, Joshua gets done, right? AI is lost. They, they lost the battle at AI, and they've come back, and they're all feeling like failures and everything else, and Joshua's falling down, and, oh, Lord, you know, what's I don't know what we did and everything. Have mercy. And the Lord says, get up off your face. Why? Because there's sin in the camp. Joshua, you don't need to be begging me for anything. You have something you need to go fix so that you can get the victory you're supposed to have. You know, the thing about discouragement is we get discouraged and sometimes we get discouraged because God's not going to do something for you that you should have already done. We sit there and go, well, woe is me. I want, and the Lord says, yeah, but you didn't do it my way. 
and then you want the blessings that I'm supposed to give you. And then we get discouraged. We go, well, Lord's not doing it the way I want him to. Yeah, because you didn't do it the way he told you to. Hey, I told you at Jericho, all that stuff's mine. Leave it. Well, they didn't. (laughs) Achan took it. He hid it. Hid it under his tent. Everybody knows it. And the battle's lost. And they go searching to figure out what's happened. The Lord says, hey, Joshua, get up. Quit talking to me. Go fix it. (laughs) People complain, well, you know, I just can't get a job. Did you fill out an application anywhere? Because if you haven't, there's no, I don't know why you're asking prayer for it. right? Well, pray for me, I need a job. Are you looking for one? Right? Simple things. You know, I, I've never won a soul to Christ. Have you ever tried? Have you ever witnessed anybody? I want you to know, you won't win a soul to Christ if you don't witness to anybody. It doesn't just accidentally happen. Well, you know, pray for me. I've never read my Bible. Have you opened it? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever tried that? Uh, you go, that's all silly stuff. That's how we act, though. We go, well, I, I want this victory. Yeah, but you've never tried to get the victory. You never decided, hey, what can I do to actually not follow down that same hole? And you stay discouraged because you don't want to go ahead and fight to win. And so what you do is you end up staying there too long. We won't go there. I only. I, I don't want to go too long here. But uh, Elijah stayed there too long. First Kings chapter 19, I think Elijah stayed there too long. He gets done with Jezebel, right? Jezebel's after him. He goes under the juniper tree. He lays down. He's going to die. The Lord lets him sleep there, wakes him up, feeds him, lets him rest up. And he goes, right? And he goes and he hides at the cave. And the Lord says, what doest thou here, Elijah? And Elijah doesn't leave. He stays in the cave. And then the Lord speaks, and he stays at the cave. And then he says, what doest thou here, Elijah? And Elijah keeps coming up with his excuse to stay there and be pathetic. Not understanding that the Lord already had a victory for him. Not remembering the past victory that he just had in the last chapter and not remembering what the Lord is doing. I have 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal nor kissed him. The Lord hasn't given him that part yet. But he's sitting there going, Elijah, are you going to actually just stay right here in this cave and just pity yourself that you're the only one? It's me. It's only me. I'm the only one you got. I'm awful. And the Lord looks at him and says, okay, you're going to go ahead and do this and then you're going to anoint Elisha and then you're done. So what did Elijah do? He sat there for too long. The Lord said, okay, you want to be discouraged? I'll let you be discouraged. But I'm going to have you anoint your replacement. And we're going to wind this down for you. And you're going to be done. (laughs) That sounds awful. Well, you quit on the Lord enough times, you know what he may do? He may take your resignation letter because you wanted to stay there. The Lord doesn't want you to stay there. He's all right with you being there for a moment. He wasn't upset with Elijah. He fed him, didn't he? Didn't didn't the angel of the Lord feed him 
and let him rest and gave him strength and did all the things he ministers to Elijah when he's down and discouraged? It's Elijah who decided to stay there. It's Elijah who goes, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one left and they're looking to kill me. Oh, no, I'm the only one. You say, what did he do? He let himself stay there. The Lord's going, hey, I can get you back out, but you decided to stay. There is a cure for discouragement. And I'm going to talk about the cure and then I'm done. How about that? Doing pretty good on time. Look over to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. There's a whole lot of thoughts on discouragement. Yep. I've been discouraged before. <laughs> about you? I've been discouraged. I've been discouraged of late at times. Just feeling rough. Feeling like, Lord, what are we doing? What do we got happening? Um, in, in the midst of success, you can feel discouragement. Isn't that strange? You got, you got all the success happening around you, and you're even part of the success, and still, you know what you think? Oh, woe is me. Hey, who are you trying to encourage? Me. I told you, I crossed the parking lot, and I still was messing it up, all right? I'm encouraging me, so I hope it's encouraging you, but I'm encouraging me. Uh, notice, uh, I'm going to grab just a spot here in the midst uh, so I apologize, not a lot of context. Acts chapter 20, uh, in verse number, uh, uh, verse number 20, uh, 23, or 22, I'm sorry. Uh, now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Paul, right, he's going. Save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, that, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now you can say, well, this is a mess that Paul's about to put himself into, and I understand that. Uh, but you know what he could see? He could see some big picture. There's a purpose. Uh, there's a purpose to the tribulations and the troubles and the things that we go through. There's a purpose. He's going, hey, I understand that afflictions are going to happen, but uh, I get to testify the gospel of the grace of God. There's a purpose for the things we go through, uh, right? We, we want to be able to comfort those that are in any trouble, right, in Corinthians? We can, we can use those things. The Lord takes our, our problems and our troubles and our trials and the tribulations that we have, and He goes, hey, look big picture. I put you through that so I can do something better later for somebody else. I did that so you could help somebody. I did that so you can put you in a place where you can give the gospel to somebody that wouldn't have gotten it if you hadn't have been in that mess that you were in. And going through all those things and, and being able to help somebody else. Uh, he tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1 that we are given exceeding great and precious promises. Uh, you say, well, what gets you out of discouragement? Think of all the promises of a great God. How marvelous He has been to you. Uh, oftentimes, the reason that we're down and we're discouraged is we're feeling sorry for ourselves. 
Uh, we're feeling like failures. We're feeling like we're the ones who are the mess and we're the problem and we're the issue and, it, and it's me. And if I just stopped doing this and I just got done and I just finished up and I just, I just left, nobody would even care. Isn't that foolishness? And we let that all slide in and we go, well, yeah, but... Uh, and It's our foolishness because we're thinking of us. The Lord says, quit thinking about us. Quit thinking about you. Worry about the big picture. Quit thinking about you. When I'm, when I'm ready to call you home, I'll call you home. Until then, you just keep, keep the big picture. Go ahead and keep the big picture. And not only that, remember, I promised you a whole lot of things. And I promised you heaven. <laughs> One day, you and I are going to heaven. And in heaven, we'll get a reward. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling down. We, we feel down. Don't stay there. You notice you're staying there a little too long. You know what you need to do? Start thinking about heaven. Start thinking of the big picture. Go find somebody else and witness to them. Go find something. Go talk to somebody. Go help somebody. We got a great reward and we got a great place in heaven and we've got a return that is going to happen. Not only that, we've got the grace of a holy God. Right? 2 Corinthians chapter 12 my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul says, you know what, I'm going to change my mind then. Therefore will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He says, you know what, I am weak. But when I'm weak, I can be strong because I've got a God who wants to give me all of his strength. The Lord says that we can be strengthened with all might by his eternal power. Or says, I give you all my might if you just keep, just keep going. Just keep going. And some days you just need to encourage yourself. David, he's got everybody ready to kill him there in 1 Samuel chapter 30, right? Everybody's ready to kill him. You know what he says? It says that David encouraged himself and the Lord his God. Sometimes just sitting there thinking about how amazing of a God that you have encourages you. And nobody else around you to encourage you? Then start thinking about the Lord. He'll encourage you. He is so amazing. I just got done talking about Jesus over to the kids. Who is Jesus? Talking about Christmas, we talked about, uh, if you haven't been here, Monday was about what is, uh, what is Christmas about? What is, you know, what's Christmas to you? Presents and decorating and all the craziness, right? And then yesterday was what is a present? And then today was who is Jesus? I mean, you get thinking about who Jesus is for a minute. Well, that'll pick you up, carry you around all day. I don't know. You get thinking about him He's a good man, he's a miraculous man, but he is the Son of God. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and he is the greatest gift mankind has ever received. You got preaching on that, that's what I preached on over there, by the way, that was the outline, real quick. And uh, you get thinking about that, how do you stay discouraged thinking about him? I mean, I don't, you can try, I guess. But we're not thinking about Him. We're not considering Him. We're not looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We're looking at us. Most of the time we get discouraged. We get discouraged because we're looking at us. Or we're looking at the world. We're looking at all the things He tells us not to pay any attention to. Right? Philippians 4 tells you what you should think on. Think on these things. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to give you a very practical spot right here, and I'm done. Almost on time. 
Hebrews chapter 10. Real practical and I'm done. We get discouraged. Maybe this will help you out right here. I think this, I think this is the recipe for, uh, for success on getting out of depression right here and out of, out of that discouragement. He says, uh, verse number 23 here in Hebrews chapter 10. He says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Right? The wavering is the getting, getting discouraged and getting down and I want to quit. We're not keeping our profession, right? Why? For he is faithful that promised. Number one, remember God's faithfulness. Remember God's faithfulness. Number two, verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Find someone else to help out. So start, start remembering God's faithfulness. Find somebody to help out. Number three, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Get around the brethren. Get around some other saved folks who are trying to do something for the Lord. So what I do, just encourage you to do something for them and quit, quit feeling like you're all alone. Uh, most of the time we feel alone, we feel isolated, we feel discouraged because we're thinking about ourselves. We get... and. I mean, I'm, I know it's simple, but I'm crossing the parking lot. You know what I'm thinking? Lord, I didn't do that well enough. I'm not supposed to do that. That's his work. It's not my work. I can't. I'm preaching now. You know what? It's not my work. If it is, you all can go home before I'm even done. Just get up and walk out. It's over with. No point in listening to this. Because he has to do it. That's not my concern. <laughs> I try to deliver it the way he wants me to deliver it, and if I get in the way, that's my problem. That's my fault. Like, what do we need to do to get out of being discouraged? I think the number one thing is just figure out a way to quit thinking about you. Give it to the Lord. Ask him to forgive you if you mess something up. He's faithful. He'll forgive us again. And then pick it back up. It's okay. We get discouraged. I get discouraged. You get discouraged. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. Father, I thank you for the night. I thank you once again. You're good. You're good. Father, I don't even know. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I don't know how else to put it. And Father, I pray you'd help us to remember to think on you and to remember you and how great you are, Lord, especially at the times we just feel like we are down and out. Father, we pray you just encourage the night. Help us. Lord, as we go our separate ways, keep us all safe. Father, help us to finish out the week of VBS strong, be with the bike run and everything going on there. Father, with the weather and the bikes and, and the messages that are preached. Father, we pray for souls saved this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Good night. God bless. Thank you for coming out.